What's up, what's up, ladies and gentlemen, internet beings, and awesome people all around the world. This is your creative session for the day, Mr. Benja's ADD Experience Live. Special week, we're doing all BenjaCon. That's a celebration of all the times I used to get together at Comic-Con, E3, packs, etc., etc., and talk to some very awesome creatives and different types of people in the creative community. And today we've got on Jeff Junio, a.k.a. Yellen Jeff, a.k.a. The Diplomat, um, a.k.a. Sega's number one rising star. That's who we have on today. And we're going to get him in here to talk a little bit about his experiences. And, you know, this this guest is one of my one of my favorites. Uh, we've known each other for quite a while now. Um, I consider him a, a brother, definitely in development and definitely in in life. So uh, I'm glad to have him on. And be sure to, um, even after the live is over, be sure to ask your questions, uh, post your comments and things in the space below. Uh, we want to get back with you, let you see what you're thinking, um, and we'll go from there. And boom, we even got happy accident in the house. Great for rare, unique in the house. This is a good thing. All right, let's see about getting uh, getting my man in here so we don't have to worry about waiting or any of that previous stuff. Oh, you sideways, son. Hello, can you hear me? I can hear you fine, but you're like 90 degrees. Oh, I am? Okay, let me let me uh let me fix that. Hold up. Yeah. There we go. See, this is how we do in game development, ladies and gentlemen. We in just make time, stuff happen. Shit you know <laughs> doesn't go the way it's supposed to, and then hey, we've got to put a ticket in, but uh, we didn't need a ticket, so it's all good. I'll send I'll send the patch. Right, right. How are you doing, B? My man, I am doing so good, my man. Um, you know, and I know I know you're always conscious of time, right? So I I started like two minutes late. I was like, oh crap. I'm starting two minutes late with Jeff. Mm, I hate that. With you in particular, it got me upset because um <laughs> so I'm I'm all off schedule right now. My my uh dish my my clothes washer the, the washing machine there's a, a a seal and it broke so it started spilling water everywhere and this was a couple of days ago right but laundry had been piling up so i'm in here washing clothes uh you know separating out stuff and i got clothes all over the place because i'm doing all of my washing at once and i couldn't find my day one shirt and i wanted to wear that especially with you today so i got my day one shirt going on Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Very cool. Because you are you you were here from day one, seeing all the beginnings of my madness back at 3DO, et cetera, et cetera. Gotcha. So, gotcha. so yeah, that, the only reason I am I am late is because of this shirt. You know, it, it's all good. I, I know, like, you know, it, it, it's weird because, I, you know, I'm Filipino. So, you know, there's this thing called uh, Filipino time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Know, and uh, I... Try not to subscribe to that or to subscribe to it because, you know, hey, I don't want to propagate like, you know, those types of, uh, you know, um, uh, ideas or whatever. But yeah, you know, I, I totally get it. So it, it's all good. It's interesting. You know, I was like, kind of, I was trying to think of like, what am I going to wear today, too? Right. You know, I started thinking about shirts and shit. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know if you can see that there. Right. So, oh, yeah. The JC, Johnny Cupcakes. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you got me back on this. You know, you talk about day one, like even like, you know, like uh, pre-day one, right? You know, uh, you know, like you got me on, on Johnny Cupcakes and stuff like that. So I'm just like, hey, I'm just going to go ahead and represent. So it's all good. All right, man. Thank you. Um, 
also, uh, we have, um, as I said, everybody jumping in in the chat, you know, ask your questions. Uh, we'll, we'll weave them into the conversation and we'll keep doing this thing. Uh, last year, we did this on, over Facebook. Um, we've done it in person. We've done it over podcast channels. But this year, we're doing Instagram. And it seems like a much more social place. So, you know, we got to... Um, it's a different type of vibe and I'm really liking it. So I'm glad you were able to come in and join on. And we got, um, thank, you. thank you for having me for the uh, second annual. So it's all good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Second annual official. Yes. Um, I don't know where the Benjicon name came from. I was probably just being stupid at some point and started putting it out there like that. But yeah, second, second official. Um, but this is something, you know, we've always done the creative discussions. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so are you missing con season now? I, I know it's, you know, we're doing the pandemic thing and Bro. I know the, the vibe, but. Bro, I mean, am, am I missing the con? I mean, I am like <laughs> freaking crazy, you know, when obviously everything went down, you know, the pandemic and all that. It's like, uh, you know, outside of like obviously seeing friends and family, like one of the first things I, I jumped to was just like, fuck, that means there's probably going to be no cons, you know? And I'm just like, mm. that was like one first things that just jumped into into my head and then obviously you know that happened and then you know early on we're thinking oh you know maybe by Cinco de Mayo we'll be out of this you know this is last year you know and maybe we might be able to have the cons back on in time but obviously that didn't happen and then of course that persists until today you know so I'm kind of like you know and and th this this uh comic-con at home stuff no nah, dog I ain't having it it's yeah, happening. yeah, it's it's weird. Um, I don't know if you're able to catch uh, Nastio earlier in the week. He actually goes pretty hard for Comic Con at home. Oh, yeah. Like he's got okay. he's got the blue and yellow streamers and balloons. Uh, okay. He sets up. He takes out all his comics and sets them up in displays. So him and his family, and he brings other family members over because they're used to it being. Uh, you know, collaborative kind of come together experience. Right, right, right. And he's like, you know what? I'm not stopping that vibe. I'm going to do it at home. And apparently the way Comic-Con was thinking about it was literally at home because there's a bunch of PDFs and things you can print out to where it's like, you know, Hall H or whatever. And you can put that on like a certain room in your house or, you know, like a artist alley. You can put that in like the garage and have kids out there drawing or whatever. So they had the whole idea for at home, not like I'm going to watch stuff from home, but they're like, no, 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 you take Comic-Con to your home. So I don't know. I, I don't know how many people have actually done it that way, but it's pretty slick if you do that. Right, right, right. You know, so, yeah, we'll see. I mean, you know what? I mean, more power to him, you know, and for those that, that can jump into, you know, the, the spirit of it and still vibe with that, it's all good, you know, and I totally get that, you know, it's just for me, it's just like, obviously, you know, you and I, you know, veterans of, of going to Comic-Con for over many years and stuff like that, and you know me, you know, it's like, I don't even so much go anymore for, you know, the games, not even really so much for the movies, you know, because I really don't really care to stand in line and do all that stuff, right, right. you know? You know, for me, it's like I'm, I'm a very social creature by habit, and I like going out, right? I like taking photos. I like kind of just being in the thick of, you know, the whole madness, you know, either on the floor or outside of the convention center, you know, and just taking those photos, right? You know, and just kind of capturing those kind of those, those kind of weird, you know, 
uh, swirling of just, you know, energy and stuff that just kind of happens, the randomness that happens with that. So that's, for me, it's, is, is one, that's, that's probably the, the most, the biggest thing that I, I really miss about going to Comic-Con. Yes, you, and you were really big with uh, the photography. I don't know, um, I, I, I want to say that I had the biggest collection of video game cosplay out there um, because I, n- nobody was actually separating out video game cosplayers. They just saw somebody in a costume and right. they took a bunch of pictures. Um, but you got connected in a different way with like, um, the whole Fox thing and some yeah. other. So how, how did you actually hook up with the Fox thing and what made you want to do like a whole photography thing with Comic-Con? So, uh, obviously when I first started going to Comic-Con, I was just a regular attendee, right? You know, I would stand in line, you know, watch the, the panels and stuff like that. Uh, and then obviously this was, I want to say around, maybe just around the time of the first Spider-Man movie, right? You know, with Tobey Maguire. Mm-hmm. So it was around that time. So things were just starting to kind of get popping, right? You know, and more of the more or less kind of mainstream type of folks were coming in. At that point, it was still more or less kind of like the real kind of comic heads, you know, uh, more kind of, um, not not to say like more geek, but, you know, it was just, it wasn't as uh, the, the pop culture phenomenon that it ended up being, right? And so um, I just started off as just a regular attendee. And then as time went on, obviously you see all the cosplay. Um, and I don't even think if we really called it cosplay back in the day, right? You know, it was just like, oh, folks just dressing up however <laughs> they wanted to, you know, whatever characters yeah. they wanted to, to represent. So to kind of give you a sense of like, you know, the impact of what Comic-Con was, you know, all of a sudden yeah. this term cosplay just kind of came into being. And so it was one of those things where I just kind of just started taking photos, you know, because you know me, I think you and I kind of vibe on this. We dig on people who dig on shit that they love. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? And so for me, it was just picking up on that. And I'm just like, you know, I got to take photos of this. Obviously, you know, any celebrities or whatever, you know, roaming to the the, the floor and stuff like that, I'll do that as well. But that's just kind of how it all started. And then one night... Uh, Jen and I, my wife and I were watching uh, um, a Fox affiliate down in San Diego's uh, Fox Channel 5, Fox 5. And uh, they were doing a segment uh, on Comic-Con like they do every year, right? You know, because it's the big thing right here in San Diego, right? It's one of the, you know, it's it's, it's bigger than the Chargers when they were here, you know, it's yeah. bigger than the Padres, you know, and all this other thing. It was one of those things that was just uniquely San Diego. And then uh, they were like showing photos, you know, and videos of like, you know, stuff that's going on you know, on the floor, which stars or celebrities are going to be in attendance, and, of course, the cosplayers. Uh, and then uh, there was a little blurb, you know, after that segment saying, like, hey, if you want to be a contributor or a correspondent, contact us at, you know, fox5sandiego.com, blah, blah, blah. Huh. So Jen says, hey, you know, you like taking these photos. Why don't you contact them? And so I did. And, you know, the rest was history. I ended up being, you know, a regular correspondent for them every year since then you know that was you know probably like 10 12 years you know running so yeah yeah it was just you know that that's how i stumbled into it and then obviously then you know i just start just taking photos so that became a big part of you know my experience for comic-con rather than just going as an attendee you know capturing these moments right i think um we had uh we, we had talked about um you know, being creative and running into the different creative types. Um, you know, a lot of us were developers at the time anyway. So yeah. just running into our friends, we would always show each other, hey, this is that, and this is that. Mm-hmm. Um, and because it was a con, I think we just started doing other interesting stuff. 
-hmm. you know, like I, uh, I held the art show at the 10th Avenue theater. You started doing the Fox five thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and different people were just doing different things. And I remember your work in particular, uh, I was, I'm used to seeing landscapes and, you know, uh, structural items as photography as, as subjects. But then all of a sudden I started seeing the other side of you and I'm like, okay, this is that whole creative vibe. It's just coming out. And, and that was, that's what I was really taking from the con, just the ability to run into all these other people and create different things. So um, just to reiterate, that is, that's my current impetus, you know, just creativity and keeping things going. And then, you know, the Comic-Con season happened and I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to keep doing this. I'm going to keep talking about creativity and getting that good creative energy out. So I am forever actually thankful to you. I, I want to go ahead and, and say that forever thankful to you for pushing forward in a, in a subtle, but definitely strong and never ending way that got me thinking about, man, I need to do more and more stuff like this. So thank you, Jeff. Well, you know, it's interesting you put it that way because I, I have to thank you because, you know, obviously when I got into photography, you know, I just, I did the typical stuff. It would go out, you know, to like, you know, the Borrego Desert, you know, or go to the beach, you know, go into downtown and then take landscapes, right, you know, or just more kind of like a more abstract type stuff. But that was always really kind of like my focus. But I think that was just more me kind of learning uh, you know, what my interests were, right, you know, uh, you know, in, in terms of, you know, photography, right, you know, what images and, and what type of subject matter kind of spoke to me. And, uh, you know, it took me a while to, to kind of get there. And then once, you know, we started getting into those, you know, those those other things with the con, you mentioned the the, the, the art show that, that we did. Uh, I think for me, that's really where uh, it, it gave me an idea and and this sense of like hey you know i can i can it, it's done when i say it now and i verbalize it but it, mm -hmm. at, at that point in time it was it was a door that was closed to me in my mind i'm like hey you know what I, I have interest in games i have interest in movies all these different things you know uh and i have you know me i have a you know an, an f ton of uh, action figures right you know from all types of things from video games to comics I'm like, there's something here that I can do with these things, right? You know, so that's when I started getting into macro photography and I started doing subject matter with comics and video games. And so I think it was, you know, you doing the shows and then obviously including all of us, you know, you know, Marcellus, you know, um, Raphael, you know, run down the list, right? You know, getting us all involved in that. Uh, that I think that was awesome. It was really cool. So, um, you know, I have to thank you for that, right? You know, because then that just you know, expanded my palette as it were, right? You know, photographically speaking, in terms of photography. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, definitely expanding the palette. That's um, that's something that's extremely important. And like, you know, I talk with uh, Raph all the time, you know, iron sharpens iron. And yeah. I think that's what we ended up doing intentionally yeah. or not. That's just what happened. Um, speaking of which, we uh, have, you know, uh, Eddie, um, Eddie Fachinko. He's going to be on he's going to be on later in the week. He was the guy who started the foundry, which is the bar that you had your art up in. Uh, I don't know if you remember the photography deal we did at that bar with Aubrey. Oh, yes. Yep. yes. Okay. Yeah. I remember. Uh -huh. so, so we took some of the images that you had made. Uh, you, we had like one or two at the Comic-Con art show and then somebody saw it, thought it was cool. It became a thing. And then, 
Eddie was starting the foundry and he was, he was like, Hey, we're looking for somebody. And I was like, well, you remember that guy who did the photography? He's got enough pieces and we can do the whole bar. Right. Right. So he's going to be on later this week. Um, we had Aubrey on earlier this week. Mm -hmm. Um, you're on right now, obviously. Um, we have, uh, Raph is coming through, so he's going to be on here. Definitely. So the whole con vibe, I want to make sure I get these talks started with all the people who interacted with me, with me during the cons. Speaking of, we have Sugar Gamer and and Raph. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna call Raph by his uh, username like I do with most people. <laughs> Jehudi San, he's in here. <laughs> I, I'm afraid to try it because I'm just gonna mangle it. So I I, I never even try. I don't even attempt. Exactly. Uh, good <laughs> having you all. And we have a seeing in here says. Sup, Kuya Jeff. Yeah, I saw that. I saw. Okay. What's up, Sang? Yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> I work with Sang over at uh, Jam City, and so yeah, you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm the oldest designer there, so I'm uh, just the Kuya to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that always throws me off, especially you, Ben. You know this since our days at Rockstar. When you, yeah. When you learned what that word was, and then you, I think I was walking down the hall one day towards the the kitchen. And you just yelled it from the other end of the hall, and it just threw me off into this weird space that I don't think I ever recovered. I first used it at um, at Franco's wedding. Okay. We were uh, when we were we were in Vegas. Uh, we were all hanging out, and talking, <laughs> and whatever. And I was like feeling like I was part of the brotherhood. I was like, "Hey, family and everything," you know. And you walked by, and I was like, "Yeah," and you're just like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> And you kind of brushed it off, you know, so I sprinkled it in here and there. But yes, I, I remember definitely that one time you, you totally stopped and we're, we're like, wait, what's that about? But yes, yeah. you are a big you brother. You would have been Jeff. hearing a lot of that that weekend because like even my brother's friend, you know, will, will call me that as well. So it's, it's just funny that, yeah, you would have heard that, you know, the entire weekend that we were together for that. Yeah. So one thing I've always admired about you um, is you have a different style of creativity that... I don't see from a lot of other people and um, I don't know exactly how to explain it, but when we worked back at 3DO, you were, you started on the Mosley team, I believe uh, well before I did, uh, I was still doing mm. something else, I believe, but we were working on Johnny Mosley mad tricks. And um, I remember talking with the designers and most of them came from the art, uh, the art side or the programmer kind of side. That's how designers kind of usually shook out. But you had a different, um, you had a different angle. And I remember your map, um, you kind of wrote out a map. Your map had a lot of, a lot of images cut out and references no. um, and things like that. And I was like, huh, you know, the artists had these like, oh, I want these slopes and it's going to look, you know, this way. And the programmers were like, okay, we're going to have a 50 meter, you know, clearing space of this type and that. And I was like, okay you had actual references that like connected with people, real places. Um, and it was something a little more tangible. Right. And at, I, at first I remembered thinking, well, this isn't what designers do just because I didn't, you know, I hadn't seen that many other designers, but I kept wondering about it. And I was like, you know what, that's really inventive and really effective. And I wonder if you've noticed the way that you design is different than a lot of other people. You know, it, it's weird. I don't know that it's necessarily different. And, and maybe part of it is, is that, um, you know, uh, 
it's just the way that my brain is wired. Uh, and so I don't even ascribe that to being something that, that designers do in general. Uh, but I think for me, that was just more out of a necessity, right? You know, because I'm, I'm not good at programming. I, I, I really suck at it. I, I tried to do at least like some, you know, some simple scripting and it would give me a headache, you know, and I'm not artistic, you know, in that I can draw, right? You know, uh, or draw very well anyways. And so, that was a way for me to kind of bridge the gap, right? Where I can at least try to get some ideas across in my head, have a, a real good visualization, right? You know, uh, you know, obviously for those who don't know, you know, Johnny Matrix, you know, Mobile Matrix, you know, it was a, a free a freestyle skiing game, right? In the vein of uh, SSX. And so, you know, you'd go through the tracks. And so we would have different locales, you know, San Francisco or Las Vegas or Washington, DC, you know, whatever the case may be. And so um, it was a way for me to kind of speak to the, the landmarks, obviously, you know, you want to capture those, you know, in the San Francisco as an example, right? So you start running down the usual suspects, Golden Gate Bridge, Alcatraz, right? You know, uh, Lombard Street, you know, uh, cable cars, you know, you just call, call you know, uh, call forth all the different imagery. Uh, and it was just a real good way for me to just, you know, really thematically kind of build that story as you're kind of going through. Mm -hmm. So we would start at the very top of Coit uh, Hill, right? And so I'm sure you remember I had like a picture of the Coit Tower, you know, at the very stop, uh, at the very top of this uh, and the start of this discourse. And it would end at the um, uh, Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. And so it was just this kind of progression as I, I would go through. And like I said, it was really out of necessity because I couldn't draw. But I wanted to have a real strong visual sense of what this story is as you're progressing through this uh, this this course. And so that's that's really where it started. And I still do that to this day. Uh, but, you know, maybe not so much, you know, so, uh, doing the actual kind of like cutting out images or stuff like that. Now, just kind of actually just kind of write in stuff, mm -hmm. uh, unless there's something very specific, you know, to an interaction. You know, I did that a little bit when we were at Rockstar, when I worked on on um, uh, Midnight Club, mm -hmm. you know, I would need those reference points, right, you know, and I would just kind of call it out because like, oh, okay, you know, there's this entrance here, I needed to remember that. So. It was very specific to a design or an idea that I had, you know, for that particular landmark, you know, in that game. So um, I can't say that that's that's something that all designers do. I know that's something that that resonates with me, and it was really out of necessity that I developed that process. Oh, I I think that's the the one of the strongest, you know, creative forces when you know you you have a necessity or you want to get something done. Right. Your energy is going in one direction, and there's not a, a clear outlet for that energy you've got to make something happen um and i think you've done that in a in a way that's very important to game not only game development but um proper design of of anything and and by design i mean creating something in a way that humans can interact with it more easily or more effectively um so and I say that because you introduced the idea of a story, a um, a series of events, a series of actions, but this beginning and kind of end that a lot of designers don't have. They're just like, hey, I want to see this cool thing or, you know, there's this uh, certain function or whatever. Or they're completely in the story realm and they just start sitting down making a script and it's like, that's not necessarily what games are. And I think you tapped into that. And um, 
and actually a little bit on your history now, because I'm going to kind of trans um, move this into something else, but sure. a little on your history. You started with uh, film. Um, what was the exact uh, study that you did? Yeah, so way back when I, I had studied uh, over at the Art Institute of Seattle, and this was like back in the early 90s, uh, and I actually had went uh, gone in for uh, what they call the music video business. And so uh, it was basically the idea that, uh, you know, we were exploring avenues and jobs uh, in the music, uh, in, in, in any field that had anything to do with music uh, or videos, right, at the time, videos. And so I actually went in uh, with designs on being a sound engineer. That was actually what I had wanted to do. Uh, and I realized pretty early on, because, you know, we would, we would have sessions in, in the sound booth, uh, you know, behind the uh, giant mix, uh, mixing board. Uh, you know, all the, all the, you know, equipment and all that stuff, right? Uh, we would learn about all these things. And I just realized very early on that I didn't have an ear, you know, for, for being a sound engineer. Uh, you know, before that, my background was I was a DJ. I was a, you know, DJ in high school, mobile DJ. Hey, so I, know you was, I know you were a DJ flip sider, so that's all I'm saying. Right. But yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> back then in the day, actually, I was DJ Renegade. So that was, that was my original name when I first started. And so, uh, yeah, so I, I went to Seattle uh, for music video business, uh, you know, courses and degree. And uh, I pivoted off of that once I realized that, you know, I just didn't have an ear for being a sound designer. And that's how I got into uh, video production. So I ended up, uh, you know, actually loving that, that, that medium and then actually kind of getting into it, you know, uh, working with the cameras and then also uh, editing, you know, uh, doing the editing. Bay. That's actually uh, where I find the most passion in terms of uh, video production. Right. I think I, like, I knew that earlier, but it didn't connect with me, I think, until I remember we were talking, I was, I was chopping up some video for something. Mm -hmm. And um, I think we crossed paths on, on Sony Vegas or something just right. in our, in our discussions. And it was like, oh, I got this thing. And you were like, oh, you should try this thing. And it's got this and this. And all of a sudden I'm like, okay, now I'm starting to get a little of the the other layer of Jeff and understanding this, this diplomatic storytelling, creative energy that, that, that makes up um, what you do. So, uh, no, I, I told, I totally remember that. Um, and real quick, we got a Jay Kingpin in the house, John Diaz. Yes. Yeah. And uh, he wants to know what triggered the name change. Oh, okay. So how did I go from uh, DJ Renegade to the flip side? So interesting story, uh, you know, obviously, like I said, I was, I was uh, a mobile DJ back in the day when I was in high school and um, ended up doing a trip uh, out to uh, the Philippines with my family. Uh, and we were there, you know, when you go to the Philippines, you just, you just don't go for like, you know, a week, whatever. You're, you're there for, for a good while, right? So I want to say we were there for maybe three, maybe four weeks. So we were there for a long while. So obviously there with my family, I have a big family, you know, I'm Filipino, you know, my mom is like one of, uh, you know, 11 children, you know, my, my pops, you know, is, is one of 10. So we have, uh, you know, a lot of uh, relatives, a lot of aunties and uncles and a lot of cousins. And um, I just uh, remember coming back, uh, you know, I mean, not to say that I wasn't ever really in touch with my, um, you know, with my heritage or anything like that, but uh, not, not to that degree. And I came back uh, from the Philippines with a real kind of appreciation, you know, for family and my heritage and for my homeland. 
And so it was one of those things where as I got back, uh, I started thinking about, well, how can I start to, you know, um, not so much promote, but at least kind of like represent that, that heritage and that pride in, in, in that heritage and in, in being Filipino. And so that's where uh, I actually, you know, ended up making the switch. And I'm like, you know what, I need to do that. And at the time, you know, being a DJ was one of the, the biggest things in my life and I, that, that really resonated with me. So I ended up, uh, you know, going from you know, DJ Renegade to I was actually DJ Flipside. So that was actually my, my, my second name was, was DJ Flipside. Um, you know, obviously this is pre-internet, this is pre, uh, you know, getting websites or pre-emails and stuff like that. You ain't have no SoundCloud? I didn't have, well, I mean, this is what, <laughs> I want to say 95, 94, so no. Uh, I don't even think that was even like, you know, a, a wet dream for whomever the, the inventors were, whoever actually, you know, created it. But once all that happened, the whole .com and all that other stuff, I didn't have the foresight to grab the screen, you know, the, the URL, you know, to register DJ Flipside. Uh, mm -hmm. And so I think you and I had this discussion, right, you know, before. And then we were trying to kind of come up with names. And then it was you who came up with the Flipside. That's how uh, I actually ended up landing on that. You know, and it was partly, again, out of necessity. It's like, well, I, I did search and somebody else had DJ Flipside. And I'm like, God damn it. And I know I was the first. I know in the history of the actual <laughs> name, I was the first DJ Flipsider. Yeah, but the other imposters can go. Yeah. Right? So there's exactly. no way I can I can prove that. So I'm like, all right, well, let me figure out a new name. And then thanks to you, we we landed on the flip side. So that's that's where that that uh, that landed. That's how we I, I landed here, uh, with with the flip sider. Yeah, and and also no DJ, right? So right, I'm right. You dropped me. To start kind of like you know, uh, kind of breaking out of that. Yeah, I think I was in my. Um... Well, I was just starting to get into branding and marketing. Right. Um, I had been hanging out with, uh, you know, the people at 3DO on the middle floor uh, who were doing the branding and marketing, Adrian um, and those those people over there. So I was like, oh, this whole branding thing, this idea of this, mm -hmm. what is this? And, um, you know, uh, what's the name? Shepard Ferry. And I, I'm seeing the pieces in the background, you know. The, so that whole branding thing was hitting me from all different directions. And I think we just naturally fell into those conversations. So, yeah, that was a, that was a fun time. Now, how did you, how did you, uh, one, one other thing I've noticed about your development is, you know, and I, I definitely don't mean this as a knock, but you've got this um, consistency where you're more, you seem to be me to be more of a, you know, hey, let's bang this out, let's knock this out, and da da da. And you don't have these incredibly high, you know, oh my God, kaboom moments, you know, or these low periods of just no creativity. I've always seen you as someone who's able to just kind of, you know, keep that steady boom, boom, boom progress and building. How do you maintain that? Or is it even something you think about? You know, it's interesting that you say that because I think in the last couple of years, uh, certainly in the last year, uh, you know, uh, prior to the pandemic, uh, I, you know, I was actually in, in a little bit of a, a creative rut, you know, and I wasn't necessarily producing or putting out as, um, you know, many things as I could have, you know, either if it was music or definitely on the photography side. You said just before the pandemic? Just or, before the Okay. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, being home, you know, and not being able to go out and having more opportunities, you know, to work on things, 
uh, you know, because we are home, you know, did that, that basically kind of spark some things, right, in terms of like me trying to get back into, you know, being a little bit more creative, um, you know, so uh, I think maybe, I think a lot of it has to do where um, if there's a focus or something for me, you know, that I can have a goal towards, right, you know, like, hey, we have a show, right, you know, mm -hmm. there's something that I, I want to commemorate, uh, you know, um, if you remember uh, when we did WonderCon, when we had the 666 booth. Um, <laughs> yes. That was around the time that obviously th there was that, uh, you know, that we were focusing in on. And then that was the time that the first uh, Godzilla movie uh, came out, right? You know, the not the bastardized one with, with Matthew Broderick, but obviously the ones uh, that they just uh, did the, uh, the, the third movie in for uh, Godzilla versus Kong. So that first movie was coming out that year. And that's when I started working on the Godzilla song, right? You know, the, the category G Kaiju. Yes, yes. Right. And so uh, that's just another example of, you know, uh, yeah. And my, my bad video editing. Uh, no, that was great, too. I loved it. It was, it was like, it was when, when you did it, I'm like, oh, this is some shit that I never considered. And it, it gave it a whole new dimension for me. So I, I, I totally dug it. You brought in, like, some of the gaming elements. So... I, 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 I totally dug that. So it was all good, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, I've always been driven by, you know, any type of external goals, you know, or some sort of a, a, a very defined, well-defined finish line. Right. So like when we had the art shows, you know, at, at Comic-Con, again, I have a finish line. There's a defined date, right. There's a time frame that I can shoot for. So I work very well with those where it's just like, okay, Hey, I've got a month or two weeks or whatever the case may be, right? You know, this is the finish line. Let's get it, right? I'll start working towards that. Where I falter, and I know that this is a, a, a big weakness of mine, is when I'm creating for the sake of creating without necessarily having a end goal, right? You know, and um, it's just something that's just, I, I've tried to do it where it's just like, hey, you know, you're working on something for the sake of working on it. And for whatever reason, it just doesn't, I don't quite stick the landing uh, as consistently with that. Uh, and, um, you know, certainly in this last year, you know, that's that's proven that out, you know, where it's just like I have, in the past, I can always kind of blame like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm busy, I'm working, and I don't have enough time. But, you know, now it's just like we're home all the time, and I haven't been able to really, you know, capitalize on this as, as much as I would like to. Which is why I think I got into the, the yelling Jeff stuff, you know, doing the movie reviews. Because it's like, well, what am I doing? I'm watching movies. You know, I'm going out to the movies. I'm watching television. Yeah. I like talking. I like talking about movies. You know, I like talking shit about movies. And that's you know, kind of a, a low entry, a, a, a low. I don't want to say low energy, but it's it's a low hanging fruit that I can kind of still maintain. You know, a little bit of uh, you know a pop culture um, relevance in terms of finding out, you know, and following things, and then still being able to kind of contribute to that. So, okay, we'll jump there uh, because I was going to get there eventually. Um, with uh, with this outlet, um, and as I said, you know, I think all creatives need a way to have their energy keep going without it getting blocked, without it getting mm -hmm. subverted or drained away, whatever. Um, I don't know if you remember, uh, we talked about energy at one point and I was just on, I was sounding pretty woo woo about energy and all this jazz. Um, but I was looking at it from a very serious programmatic point of view and it came down to creativity for me. And I, I don't think I've ever, I didn't actually express that to you when I figured it out, but I was like, no, it's creativity. You get up, you've got to create a good day. You've got to create a good 
um, workflow, you've got to create a good meal, whatever you're doing, you're mm -hmm. creating something. So that that's what I was trying to wrap the whole energy thing into. Right. So, um, you know, when you were talking about the the pandemic and the movies, that definitely reminded me of that because, you know, you're doing this stuff anyway. And if if the energy just comes in one way and it's just like, yeah, that was a great movie. Well, that's fine. But then what do you do with that? You can you can put your spin on it and put it back out. So, you know, you move your the creative energy forward, if that makes sense. No, it does. It really does, for sure. You know, so, um, you know, it, it was just interesting as, as I started doing that. It's just like, well, you know, I'm, I'm watching these movies and I'm doing these reviews. And then it's just like, then, you know, for me, and you know how I am, right? You know, it's like sometimes I like to be a little extra and, I, you know, it's like try to kind of put a little bit more of a, a Jeff spin on it. What can I do, you know, to just, you know, kind of at least somehow distinguish myself from just regular old like, oh, hey, you know, 10 stars, you know, five stars, four, four stars out of five, you know, type of thing. <laughs> yeah. And it's just kind of stupid. I don't know how, I, I can't even really remember how I, I, I landed on it, but it was just like, I had this picture of myself yelling, right? You know, and I had, had kind of been messing around with that. And I'm like, you know what? This looks like like a yelling Jeff, you know? Uh, you know, I was kind of messing around with different names and I'm gonna use this in my review. Does it make fucking sense? No. Yeah. But people remembered it. It was freaking weird and it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. And it just kind of people gravitated towards it and they started latching onto it. You know, and, and you know that they, they they pick up on it when they start calling it other things that I never called it, right? You know, because people call it Screaming Jeff. And I'm like, yeah. well, Screaming Jeff kind of sounds <laughs> like something else. So, you know, but hey, cool, you got it. You understood. You know, hey, aren't so you the aren't you the guy from uh, aren't you the guy from Holler and Junio? Or, uh... Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, are you more of like? Uh, do you consider yourself a reviewer, a critic, um, a fan? Or what, you said review, but what does that mean to you? Reviewer, you know what? I guess it. I guess yes, all of the above. You okay. know, obviously, I'm a fan of the movies, right? You know, otherwise, I wouldn't you know be doing them. Uh, and um, I like kind of at least sharing my thoughts with them. Not necessarily, you know, just say, hey, you know, so, you know, I agree with you, you know. And in fact, sometimes I, you know, I like it when when people, you know, say, well, you know, I, I see where you're coming from, but I disagree, you know. And that's perfectly fine. I'm I'm, I'm cool with that. Um, but you know, I don't know. Critic sounds almost really super, you know, official. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't I don't know. Maybe uh, you know, reviewer is a better term. But uh, I I I tend to think like I don't like to parse them out. Like you know, I'm I'm exclusively just one thing. So right. you know, I'm probably a little bit of everything you know up there. And it really depends on maybe the movie. Maybe if it's a movie that's just purely kind of you know popcorn fun. You know, like I watched yeah. uh, Fast Nine recently. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be going into that, you know, with a super critical eye. I'm more likely going to be yeah. just a fan, you know. If I'm going to go into something like, you know, uh, you know, something that's more like, I don't know, Godfather-ish or something along those lines, yeah. I'll probably be a little bit more of a critic, you know, maybe start calling some things out. And then obviously just kind of peppering shades of each of those in there, depending on, you know, where, where I'm vibing at that moment in time. Yeah, yeah. And people in the comments seem to like yelling Jeff, so we got to bring it back. Yeah, you know, it was funny is I had taken a hiatus right before the pandemic and then I was going to come back and I, you might even see it like in my Instagram, I had made an announcement, hey, I'm coming back. Yep. Did like a splash page and all these other things. And then we just went on lock. And then it was just like, 
Well, I guess not. And then I've, I've heard from other folks, it's like, well, you could have still done, like, you know, movies, you know, on Netflix and, you know, Amazon and those other things. But I don't know, part of, part of it for me is just like, I'd like going out to the theaters. I, I, I really enjoyed the, the theater going experience. And uh, it's just, it's a different beast when you, when you yeah. start talking about, like, stuff at home. So uh, are theaters dead to you? I'm sorry? Are theaters dead to you? Um, so I actually went back to the theaters to watch uh, the last three movies I saw recently. Uh, I was in the theater, so I went to go watch uh, Quiet Place 2, okay. and then Fast 9, and then uh, Black Widow. And so um, I would like to say that theaters are not dead. Uh, I, I don't know that they are or not at this point in time, especially, you know, with everything that's still going on. You know, now with these variants, you know, with, with, with COVID, who knows? You know, I hope it isn't. Um, I, if I have anything to say about it, it won't be, you know, still be going when I can, you know, and obviously, you know, as safely and as responsibly as I can. Yeah, um, man, I uh, I tried to get up and go see Black Widow. And I was like, well, maybe I should just test out the premiere access to see what it's like. And that was my you excuse for you that was my excuse for sitting at home, you know. So you got, got. <laughs> I was like, thirty bucks. I could have I could have been in a theater sitting somewhere for yeah, there's a little cheap theater that I go to up the street that's like six bucks. So I usually do that on like Tuesdays or whatever, unless I need to see it on a real screen. Right, right, right. But shout out to uh Nader Zeoed in printing, trailer treasure boys, thanks for joining in. We got uh you got Jeff Julio, Yellen Jeff, designer, um, game, game designer, videographer, photographer, awesome mind. Um, a little, little bit of everything. <laughs> hat aficionado, runner, just all that. Uh, Benja got got and they had matinee shows nearby. Yeah, um, there were definitely matinee shows. That was the six bucks thing I was telling you about. I usually just pop in, watch the movie, and there's a Trader Joe's next to the little theater, so that's why I do that. And I'm like, all right, fair enough. But Hooters. What? Can't think of if there's a Hooters near any uh, theaters I know of, but that could be a thing as well. Just depends. Uh, check this. You know that um, I... I I was trying to, I was wondering why I was relating to your running story when you told me. And, and it came back to me recently. Because um, you, you know, for those of you who don't know, uh, Jeff does a running thing. He started running a little while ago and it became a thing. And I always use the idea of a, of a runner's high. Like when you're really getting into your, your work or your workout, your programming, you get in a certain zone. And the runner's high is the that's the classic kind of definition of getting in that zone right 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 um i realized that i did that as well when uh it was yeesh in the 90s i started rollerblading and i spent a summer in minneapolis right and i I knew a guy and he was rollerblading he's like yeah well you know if you want to come out me and this guy that guy does a roller hockey i like doing tricks and this guy just you know, flies around the campus. It was a it was a summer program at a at the University of Minnesota. Um, so I was like, okay, this is cool. You know, let me get some rollerblades and try this thing out. And I started rollerblading, and it became a thing where I would rollerblade, go down these hills, around the way, 
cut around the main part of the campus and it became like this big routine, right? And with rollerblading, and it's kind of like running in a way, but I noticed that you start on this journey and you kind of can't stop. I mean, you can stop and rest, you know, you can breathe or whatever. But if you turn around and go back, that's just kind of this weird defeat. So you have to go the entire or at least part of the way and make a, a circuit, right? When when you're when you're running. Right. Um, or when you're doing any type of you know, thing where you need to complete a circuit. But once you start, you kind of have to go, you get in this zone, the runner's high, and you finish it and complete it. I've actually started relating this in the past several years to starting into a project. I'll start on something. I start basically running through the process where, you know, it's like, hey, let's start this game up. Let's start this project. Let's start doing these Instagram lives or whatever. And it becomes a thing where I'm I'm in the zone and I'm running. Um, now, what's interesting is that I needed that physical action to kind of make that make sense for the other side of it. And with you doing the running, has physical has has the physical challenge changed how you think about or relate to starting up something and keeping it going? And what does that running give you, I guess? You know, it's interesting when you when you mention that, right? You know, so obviously with the runner's high, you know, it, you're reaching this kind of state where, uh, you know, a, a certain amount of miles into it, you kind of just reach this almost kind of a, a weird state of euphoria, right? where everything kind of falls away, right? You know, you're just in the zone, as you said, you're running, and you're not necessarily mindful of your breathing. You're not necessarily mindful of the fact that your your calves, you know, your legs, your feet are, are sore, right? You just kind of get to that place where it's just like, it feels almost kind of effortless, right? Uh, and you're not really mindful of it. And it doesn't last a long time, you know, uh, but once you kind of get there, you know, it's just kind of, uh, it's, it's out of this world in, in, in some cases, right? When you experience it. And so it's just, it's, it's, it's really, it's really interesting because it's, it's not a, an experience that I've, I've actually had very often. Um, and so I think to, to liken it to what you're talking about, right? Is is this idea that um, you, you, you want to get into that zone. And what I found was that it's, uh, I have to, I, the correlation is I have to get my body moving. Uh, you know, I'm not one of these types that can just, you know, instantly kind of turn it on, you know, like that, that little mental switch or that, that, you know, uh, flicker that happens in, in the head where I can just kind of just turn it on. And, and a lot of times I'll, I'll end up having to at least kind of get the juices flowing, you know, start moving around, um, you know, maybe even do, you know, like, you know, you and I've been, we, we, we roll way back, you know, from even I'm, I'm going to recall our salsa days, right? When we used to go salsa dancing, you know, where I'm like, just, uh, you know, it, uh, you know, <laughs> just kind of getting that rhythm going, right? You know, because you, you start kind of getting your body and, and you, you, you hit a certain cadence and they just kind of align. And it's just something about that for me that's always kind of clicked. And so I always tend to want to, you know, at least try to find, you know, a, a physical uh, aspect or a physical element, you know, in which to, for me to kind of put my energies into, you know, I'm not talking about like, you know, 
running a, a half marathon, you know, but, you know, at least like in the same way of getting the, you know, those, those juices flowing because this whole body's just one big giant organ, right. And you, and, and one part, um, you know, by itself, uh, isn't necessarily going to work. You need the whole body to kind of get the, the blood flowing, you know, and, and start kind of getting that up here. Right. You know, so I've always found that that's been helpful for me. Like whenever I feel like I'm in a rut, why is it you think, you know, when you're after lunchtime, you know, food is sitting in your gut, you haven't moved, right? And you start feeling sleepy, you start feeling sluggish. I got to get up, I got to move, right? Yeah. I'm always constantly moving, you know? So it's that old adage, you know, you, you keep moving or, you know, you, you, you die, you know, that type of thing, you know? So I, I've always found, at least for me, that that's always been a very strong correlation. Of course, everyone's mileage will vary, you know? So that's not necessarily true for everybody, but I found that that works for me. That's awesome. Uh, shout out to Deluxe. We got somebody named Deluxe in here. Do you know a Deluxe? Uh, Deluxe three? It's Deluxe son. Oh man, it's Deluxe son. That's so good. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, well, speaking of movies and Deluxe, oh my god, it's amazing. Um, that's an old Hold reference, on. by the way. Hold on, sorry. For whatever reason, my. Uh, there you go. Sorry. Got, got uh, computers talking to you. Yeah, my my my, my uh, echo. All of a sudden, thought I called her name, and I did not. <laughs> yeah, well, we got. What's up, Deluxe Three? Deluxe Three Four Seven here, baby. That's right, baby. It's Deluxe, son. Real theater movie heads will remember that one. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, shout out to Anthony Seventeen, McCooley Cool, uh, Josh Moreno Design, Mr. Sean Deluxe. Glad to have you all here, and check this out. Um, so yeah, it seems like everybody's got a little bit of a uh, physical kind of relationship with their uh, mental or creative work. Yeah, if you have any other examples, throw them in the comments. I'd like to hear about that. What I used to do, uh, you were talking about that after lunch kind of lull. Mm -hmm. uh, I would use that period to just walk around the offices and talk to people, find out what they were up to. And I found that after lunchtime, you know, people really didn't want to get back to work anyway. So they'd see me coming by or whatever. And like, oh, thank God, I uh, I was falling asleep. I can talk to somebody now. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of worked, you know, going around talking to everybody at that time. So, so yeah, that's it. And we did, uh, at, when we were in the old Angel Studios building, I remember we actually damn near scheduled walks. You know, it, yeah, was, such yeah. a, it was such a process. Um me, you, AJ, uh, whoever, yeah, yeah. whoever, you know, would go in and out on these walks. And, uh, yeah, it's weird how, you know, like you said, if one big organ, that whole physical, you know, mental, spiritual, social vibe all mm -hmm. works together um, to get you whatever creative energy you have. So now that you've started, now that you've started running, and um, we've covered that story before, so we don't have to do that again. Um, but it's a pretty good story about how Jeff got into running. I'll post the link to the other video later. But since you got into running, has your development changed at all? Or do you think it has? In terms of like what, like my creativity, uh, you know, development? Uh, uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Your, your processes, the way you look at things. Um, yeah. You know, um, I don't know that it necessarily has. I think I've always kind of used it as a way to kind of maintain. You know, obviously I'm I'm older, you know, so I want to make sure that, you know, whatever I've got now doesn't get, you know, more effed up, you know, as time goes along. So there's there's that. 
but you know uh, what I do find is it has given me more energy throughout the day you know to be able to kind of just cope with things um, and, and in a really weird way sometimes when I run up against like you know, uh, you know a challenge you know at work or even at home in, in my personal life um, you know or I feel like I'm in a rut um, I always kind of have that to kind of fall back on uh, mm -hmm. Not so much like say I'm going to go running uh, at this moment in time, but like I always uh, equate it to the fact that hey, for a guy who hasn't ran for a long time and and, and out out you know outright uh, loathe uh, running, um, you know I think I've done pretty good you know and then being able to run you know a half marathon, and I always kind of fall back to that as like, you know especially when I I feel like I'm I'm starting to kind of slack where I'm just like hey slacker hey you know you know you know asshole. You've done harder things, you know. What I mean, this is yeah. nothing compared to uh, you know what you've done, and so I always use that as a, as a sort of a weird motivator for me as well, right? Where I'm just like, yeah, you know what? It's in the mind, right? You know, and and really, when you're running, you know, once you kind of get past the physical part of it, right? You know, you you've got your wind, you know, you're built up, you know, you've done your training. It really becomes a matter of of uh, mind over matter, right? You know, it's 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 all mental, and so. Uh, that's where I always kind of use it uh, more so than anything else outside of just the, the obvious um, benefits, you know, you know, physically speaking and, and health wise. Uh, but I also use that as, as sort of like a weird kind of motivator as, as well. You know, I, I find myself that my days sometimes I, 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 I flow from being motivated to not being motivated, right? You know, and mm -hmm. I have to try to, and, and it's hard to be on all the time. And, and I'm not even suggesting that you, you be on all the time, but it, it's about recognizing when you're not on uh, and then trying to course correct, you know, and then maybe it's just as simple as just getting up, you know, and, and you know, yeah. walking around, you know, uh, or I listen to music, you know, that's another thing too, you know, for me, it's just like, um, it, it, it helps to kind of like at least get my mind in that, that mental frame. And then when I hear music, especially if it's something that's popping that I really like, you know, I'll get up and I'll just kind of shake it a little bit, you know, yeah. maybe put on the salsa song and just do a couple of steps, you know, and then get back at it. You know, so that's that's where I found at least with the with the with the, with the running to kind of go back to your question, uh, it's helped me, right? You know, I use it as a motivator. It's just like, well, you know, you you've ran half marathons, and I even ha ran one where I got like a, uh, 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 what do you call it, uh, um, a strain uh, in, in 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 my my quads as I was uh, about halfway through, and I just had to power through it. You know, I had to walk, you know, for a little bit until it subsided. Yeah, you know, but you know, uh, I, I finished it and, you know, I, I always use those as motivation, you know, the, you know, particularly when I start, like when I'm starting to feel like I'm feeling flat. Um, wait, use the remembrance of the time that you powered yes. through. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's, so it's, it's just a, you know, recall like, dude, yeah, you know, it, it's not great now. You're not feeling, you know, hundred percent, but you felt worse and you've completed your goals. Uh, no reason why you can't do that here. Definitely. I think um, when things uh, start to get in a rut for, for me, I just end up kind of doing some dumb shit. And mm -hmm. I didn't know that this was a thing um, until I was, at a, I was at home one time and I went in the kitchen and just started taking some stuff out. And, um, you know, my dad asked, uh, you know, I was like, uh, what are you doing? We already ate. And he's like, <laughs> and then my cousin looks over. He's like, man, Benjamin doing some dumb shit again. <laughs> and it was just like wait that's the thing people know me for just doing random stuff or whatever but that's generally what i do to kind of get out of a creative rut 
Um, and that's kind of how this whole Instagram live thing happened. Um, I don't know if you know, but Instagram wasn't my favorite social platform. I was just like, all right, people seem to be enjoying it, you know, put pictures up, show and tell, whatever. But then at some point I had done the, um, Theo got me on it. I had done the, uh, the Facebook lives and things like that. Uh, and then I was like, well, you know, let's get on Instagram and do this little, little thing here and there. And Theo was like, well, you know, you don't have to do it on Facebook. You can try Twitch or YouTube or whatever. Hell, Instagram. So we got on Instagram and started doing the lives. And I was like, you know what? I could just do this. And, and when sometimes, you know, when I get into something, I just keep doing iterations and iterations. So I, I'm in for this, this IGTV thing about 50 episodes in right now. I have to count. I'm close to 50, I believe. But yeah, it's just become a thing. Didn't mean to become a videographer. It was just, let me start on some dumb shit. Oh, it's a thing now. And I keep going. So that's kind of my thing. Just jump in and try something new see what it's about, roll on to the next thing. Okay, well, that's interesting because, like, yeah, I, I totally picked up on that. It was just like all of a sudden, you know, you having, you know, very, you know, I, I don't want to say minimal, but, like, obviously not as, you know, uh, into it as you are now. And then all of a sudden it went from that to, oh, shit, then you, you're doing this thing almost basically daily. You know, it seems like there's always something, you know, new or something that you're doing every day. And so I'm like, oh, okay. So that's that, that's interesting to know. Uh, what was it for you? Was it the the, the, the ease of the platform? You know, um, you know, uh, anything in terms of their offerings versus others? You know, because I think for me that's also something else that's always kind of a barrier for me, right? Mm -hmm. Like I try to kind of clear the decks as much as I can when I want to be creative, yeah. but then I, I end up kind of using that as as a crutch sometimes, right? Well, it's like, oh, well, it's not right, you know. Uh, Wait, so, what do you mean clear the decks when you want to get creative? Um, you know, like make sure that I, I'm not working on anything else, that I have all the things that I need, like any equipment, any, any okay. set up. And, and, and I tend to use that as a crutch, like I said, right? You know, so like if I'm doing music, right? You know, I ended up getting a, a DJ controller. Well, I need a better laptop, right? Uh, you know, I need these things, you know? So it's yeah. always kind of like, you know, uh, you know, I, I, I find that um, if, if it requires a lot of forethought or a lot of planning on my part, more often than not, I probably won't follow through. And it's usually kind of the lower hanging fruit stuff, you know, to, to borrow a, a term I used before. So I'm wondering, you know, if that, that's, that's what kind of works for you or is there just something endemic in, in this platform that worked uh, best for you? Um, no, it's, it's my curiosity about the energy of a medium. Um, and I'm going back to this energy concept. And one day, as I said, I already grew the hair out. I'm going to get a robe and go up and live in the mountains one day. Um, but the energy of a medium is, is actually a thing. There's the, there's the technology, there's the social aspect, there's the, the more spiritual aspect where it's like, you know, this is part of Facebook, but it started out as a hipster community, um, whatever, you know, and then there's the actual, uh, like the physical mental aspect where, no, you just turn it on, you kind of go, what are the, um, mechanics of it? So there are those four basic aspects. And, you know, when I got in, I just wanted to start moving my energy in, in some direction that hit on all those platforms. So, um, Facebook, I had friends there. It was relatively easy, but 
there was a lot of a, a lot of little um like well hey make sure you set up your OBS and this and make sure you're you know um you know it was widescreen and that meant like I need to set up my lighting a little different it was it was just a bunch of little stuff right and it wasn't bad but it didn't feel right then you know just doing straight videos you know putting them out to YouTube or wherever it was like I was trying to over plan a little too much like okay at 15 minutes in I need to be talking about this at you know half hour in I need to be transitioning over to this the so the planned video which is fine became one thing um and every platform had its own little thing I don't know if you remember uh pod squadron the star wars podcast mm-hmm. um so i helped found um i co-founded uh pod squadron which is a star wars podcast um and it's part of the geekish network now uh i didn't want to necessarily be a part of a whole network so i was like you know what uh i co-founded it. this is awesome this is great i'm going to leave it off to you guys i'll support you wherever so check out pod squadron the geekish network by the way anyway um, they had a whole production thing going on, but this is me taking my energy and kind of spitting it out there in different directions and seeing where, you know, where it, uh, it, it, it tapped into a vein easily for me, you know? So for whatever reason, when I did an Instagram live, the first one, I actually, it was actually rotated 90 degrees too, by the way. Uh, so it was messed up. It was grainy. And I'm like, uh, hi, I'm on here live. I don't know what the hell is going on, whatever. But even though nobody was on watching me, the live aspect kind of took me back to my Howard University children's theater days, right. which I don't think I've ever spoken about. Um, you know, I was, a, I was one of the students at Howard University's children's theater, and they had this thing where they would put you on stage and somebody would come up, you know, hand you a little sheet of paper and there'd be some props around and you just basically kind of read the prompts. And once you read the prompts, you know, we were you and a couple others who may be with you, you just start kind of talking through an improv. So that whole thing, the whole live where you can't just stop and say, I'm sorry, let me start over or hold on, let me do whatever. You kind of have to keep going. Sure, and let's go on, yeah. Exactly. So that brought up vibes I've had from, you know, like piano recitals, got to keep going. Uh, Children's theater improv, you know, you got to keep making something up. And, you know, talking at uh, different events even brought me back to, you know, those designer rooms at, at like Rockstar and 3DO when they would, you know, as a designer, they come in looking for answers. They're like, okay, we've got three weeks. We need to put together X, Y, and Z give me your answers and what you're thinking right now. Well, uh, let me put together a, no, no, no. Just tell me what you're thinking right now. Yeah. So, and you just have to riff on it kind of live. I mean, you're not riffing, but you know what I mean? You're flowing. So when I hit Instagram live, I was like, wow, this platform and all of the aspects of it are just working on that that free flowing tip. And I think that's what I needed to get more into. It was definitely a challenge, but you know, now I'm going back and looking at people who've done lives and people who have, you know, talked off the cuff basically for three and four hours on their podcast. And I'm like, 
you know what? I can kind of do that. Um, I've seen Rachel Maddow do it where she just talks and goes. I've seen, you know, random internet clowns who, you know, may not be saying anything good or solid, but have this ability to keep rolling together a story. So I was like, you know what? This is kind of where we are right now. Let me tap into that energy. So that's kind of how this happened. And it's working for me. And I've got a whole other plan for where I'm going to go with this. But yeah, it's working for me. No, I can hear that because sometimes you can be beholden, right, you know, to the process, you know, and, uh, you know, um, sometimes, uh, particularly like if I want to try to be more grandiose, uh, then that just means there's more, you know, I'm increasing the scope. Uh, and, uh, hey, you know, that means uh, sometimes production values need to be increased. Mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes, you know, it comes at the cost. And, and I know for me, and I think maybe um, uh, Diaz also mentioned that as well, right? It's like you can really get caught up in that almost to the point where it's just like it, it's almost maybe, you know, self-defeating, right? Where it's just like through best intentions, you know, at least I find for myself that I end up um, kind of sabotaging, you know, myself down the line where I'm like, well, shit, that took a long time, you know? And then if it's, and, and particularly if it didn't hit like how I thought or how I wanted it to, uh, then that becomes even more defeating, you know, at least for me, where I'm just like, well, shit, I put in all this time and energy and it didn't land the way I wanted it to, or it didn't come out the way I had hoped it would. Yeah. And sometimes there's just something to be said about, you know, you know, just getting into it, right? You know, just, just making it happen. And, you know, uh, like you mentioned, you know, the, the, the live aspect, I can totally relate to that, right? You know, I, I, I do a lot of presentations and you know I talk a lot at work you know obviously on 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 zoom or you know uh, google meets but you know when you're up there like you said the, the show must go on and if you flub you know there's no do over <laughs> flub. Right? right you know you, you mess something up there's no do over and, and uh, you just try to recover as best you can right? yeah you know? but there's there's a there's 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 an energy that's that's to be you know uh, found in that as well that I that I also uh, like, I mean, I, I, I hate it, uh, but like it at the same time, you know, so that that's a, that's an interesting kind of cross section when you talk about almost kind of like a live performance. So I can totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, th there's something, I don't know, there's something about it when somebody shows up and they're live, you're kind of like, hey, this is happening right, right now. Right. And you just kind of like, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's live, so I should watch it, like, right now. And so there's that connection of it. Um, and, you know, Instagram's got a lot of random people flowing in and out. So, you know, um, people like uh, 1202 Salon and Spa, thank you for joining us. Um, you know, Richard Curiel, Now Ready Aim Fire. You know, we got all the, you know, a lot of people just randomly coming through um, at different times, and you don't know who it's going to be. I've had uh, family, friends, coworkers, you know, people I thought I'd never see again show up and just like, hey, and then kind of leave. And it's like, oh, wow, that's part of the energy now. So it's really interesting. Um, one quick point that I want to jump on that you mentioned was, uh, and, and I consider this a classification of having blocked energy. Uh, when you don't know, Maybe you maybe you've started a little bit, but you're not really in any kind of flow yet. Um, where on on one extreme, you know, you you're not doing anything at all, and you're just kind of sitting there. You're opening the book, you're closing the book, you know, you're 
turning on the computer, then you're going to do something else. We're that, that one extreme where nothing is happening. And then the other extreme where um, you're, you're doing, I don't want to say too much, um, but you're, you're just running off without any planning. You're randomly throwing stuff out there and you've got a lot of motion, but it's not like, you know, maybe you need to stop and get the software, get the tools, um, get, I, I guess what I'm getting at is like, like on one end, you're getting ready, you know, you're buying stuff, you're going through the tutorials, you're installing software, buying new computers, whatever, whatever, you're just getting ready. You know, and then on the other end, you've got this, you know, I'm just doing stuff and you're not really producing what you what you can at, at its best level. So I don't know, where, where do you fall in terms of what's more of a problem for you, maybe, or how do you get through it? Um, I definitely fall into the I need to prep. Uh, and uh, that that's where I, I tend to. Uh, I, I can falter, right? You know, where, um, and a lot of it really just kind of depends on how, how prescient it is to me at that moment in time, right? You know, and again, uh, if there is a, uh, a goal line, right? You know, if there's a finish line, you know, that I'm striving for, um, I think those two factors, right? You know, will, will more than likely uh, affect me in, in terms of like, you know, if I'm going to uh, quote unquote deliver. Right. Um, if I don't have that that goal line, if I don't have a sense of like, you know, what's this time frame or what's the end result, right? If it's pretty nebulous to me, uh, I can find myself in, you know, preparation hell, you know, uh, for for a while, right? You know, where I'm just like, okay, well, I need this, I need this, I need this software, I need this this, you know, this laptop, I need this equipment, right? You know, and um, you know, that's what happened when I got like the, the DJ equipment and when I ended up getting a new controller. Well, like I need a new laptop, you know, because the laptop I have, which in, in, in fairness was, was not powerful enough and it yeah. was put into like some technical uh, issues, you know, with stutter, with pause, you know, I was running out of space and stuff like that. So there, there, there were some legitimate reasons, but, you know, I, I spent, you know, a long time, like looking at laptops, you know, looking at the perfect laptop, Googling, you know, stupid shit, you know, it's like, Hey, what, what laptops, you know, can you use for this and that? And, you know, then I'm like, well, do I want it to just be for, for DJing? Right. You know, so then I started looking at like, you know, uh, other, you know, uh, music, uh, production software, you know, Ableton Live, I started looking at all these other things, yeah. but you can kind of see like, it's just this like uh, rabbit hole that just kind of keeps getting deeper and deeper. And and that's just because I didn't have any real, uh, you know, uh, uh, focus, you know, I didn't have a deadline that I needed to work towards. And I know that for me, that's what works. Uh, uh, but then I finally realized like, hey, you know what, uh, I got to a point where just like, if I, you know, don't, tamp down on this, then I'm just going to be in this, you know, preparation hell for, you know, for forever. And yeah. so I was able to find at least kind of like recognize that. And I think that's just part of, you know, just, you know, being, you know, knowing myself as well as I do that I've, if I had to actively kind of like put those restraints on myself. So I definitely kind of fall, uh, fall on that other end. The other part uh, that you were talking about where it's just like, you're just kind of doing stuff. I wish I can do more of that. Right. You know, because at least it's 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 momentum, right? I always talk about motion. Mm -hmm. It's motion. It's 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 activity, and um, you know I, I think it's that old story of uh, I think you had told me about it before, where you know you're you're working with clay, 
and it's a it's a class that is making you know uh, pottery. Yeah. You know? And there's a, the one student that is only worked on that one pottery for the entire semester, right? Uh, versus the, the the student or students, you know, that that keep making you know new pottery every day. And then at the end of the of the semester, who came out with a better final product? And it was you know the student that that you know kept working at it, right? Kept making you know new creations every day. Maybe not every day, but certainly wasn't stuck on the same you know uh, one that they did when they started. You know, so um, I, I I I wish I were that way. Uh, it's interesting, you know, we talked about the the Godzilla song, right? You know, the, the category uh, G Kaiju song. I started that back when we were at Rockstar. Whoa, you know? yeah. Yeah, you know, and it was these little things because I found a riff that I liked, you know, and then needed to find the beats. And then I had like a kind of a proof of concept, you know, little 20, 30 second bit. I'm like, okay, this is this is it. This is what I want to do. And I sat on it, you know, for the next seven, eight years, you know, uh, and, and finally, you know, as, as you know, proof of, of what I'm talking about, that movie came out, you know, it was getting ready to come out. And I'm like, okay, that's my finish line. Yeah. And then I started working towards that. You know, so I, I know that for me that, that that's always been a, a powerful motivator. Definitely. Um, and I'm, we also have a Joshua Moreno design in, in the chat. And this guy, um, I met him at an art fair and I'm going to, I, I wanted to have him on because he totally embodied that, that con spirit, but, but he, I ended up meeting him during an art fair around con time. So, um, I roped him in to do one of these, but I mentioned him because he's one of those creator types who keeps moving. And, um, I'm, I'll be talking more about that aspect of things with him later. And, you know, I've been uh, looking at like, uh, the branding sales marketing kind of sides of things for a little while now. Mm. I found this guy, um, Grant Cardone in the midst of while I was thinking about quality versus quantity and, you know, trying to work in that matrix of, you know, where if you have low quality, low quantity, you know, you just suck. But, you know, if you have high quantity and low quality, you know, then you're, you know, kind of a Walmart. But if you have high quality, low quantity, you know, you're kind of a boutique, right? And then you start striving to get into that, that upper quadrant where you've got the high quality and the high um, content, I mean, higher quantity and uh, quality and content. Yeah. Quality and quantity. See, I'm all messed up now. Um, but getting into that higher upper quadrant where you start tapping into like, you know, uh, the, the Apple computers, the, um, you know, the electronic arts where you're just making a lot of stuff and it's relatively high quality and a Disney, you know what I mean? You're getting into those echelons. So, Mm -hmm the uh the quote that he said that kind of blew my mind um somebody was talking with him well i'm trying to make something better and you know i don't want to just keep putting out crap and and he was like yeah of course everybody wants something better but you will never get to quality without striving for quantity right and that kind of like stopped me where i was like huh okay so i can it kind of gave me the permission to let myself indulge in, you know, hey, let me do 50 versions of this thing and, you know, only keep around a couple. Uh, Let me keep iterating and not worry about, uh, you know, the fact that people see me creating 75 of these things and they're just like, 
dude's just creating crap. I don't know what he's doing. That used to, that, that used to be a problem for me when people would see a lot of my creations mm-hmm. and you know, they're like, eh, well, they're just, he's just making quantity. And I'm like, that's not really what I'm trying to do, but so, um, so yeah, that, that switch has hit for me, you know, you're not going to make it to quality without striving for quantity. Um, and that's been my, one of my mantras for a while now. Um, I, I mean, I knew, uh, and the book is art and fear, by the way, uh, if anybody's checking it out, thanks for being with us. Uh, Jay Kingpin, uh, we'll definitely get on. Uh, you guys got to come back for that discussion. I'm going to get some, some young guy game industry talk in here, find out what the young youngins are up to because I'm so far removed. I'm, you know, I'm on somewhere else now. Um, but yeah, the art and fear, that whole creating and creating. Um, and I'm glad that, you know, I've had you on here, Jeff, uh, somebody who's kept creating. I definitely want to be mindful of your time. I know we can go on forever, but yeah, I'm, I'm so appreciative of you. Uh, just want to reiterate that and glad you came through. Is there, uh, is there something that you want to, you know, we got yelling Jeff. Um, we got, you know, Hefe Hoon, you know, I'll post up all the links, but is there anything else you want people to know or to think about in terms of their personal creativity and, and doing their thing? You know, I, I guess, you know, just for me, it's just, uh, you know, just, just, just do it right you know the, the old uh, uh nike uh, slogan right because uh what i find is, is that i get caught up in the i get caught up in the i'm already at the finish line right and i haven't necessarily put in the work to to, to actually get there mm-hmm. and so that's the one thing that i've i've really have, have tried to work on you know where it's like um and finding the joy in the process i think that's also something for me that i you know, sometimes if it feels like it's work, uh, then I'm probably not going to do it, you know, but it's just about really finding the joy in the process and then um, not getting caught up, uh, you know, because I, I, I will start to visualize things, you know, to the point where, like, I feel like I'm there and I actually haven't even put into work, you know. So, you know, for me, that's that's the, I, I have to, that's a, an impulse I have to always be very actively trying to suppress. That's a that's a great one because that that hits me too where I'm like, well I've thought about everything, written the design document, why do it? why actually do it? I don't need to. I'm right. good. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I totally get that, man. Um, it has been awesome. It is so easy to talk with you. Um, I had a couple notes, but I really didn't need to use them at all. So, and it flowed well, and the people seem to enjoy it here. So. We'll definitely do this again, maybe have you on next year, or if you got a new project going on, we can get you in for a little bit to talk about it at some other point around the year. But um, Jeff, it's been great. Um, as always, loving the hat, love the style. Keep doing what you're doing, sir. Well, uh, B, thank you so much, man, and I appreciate you, like, as always, and I miss you, man, and uh, can't wait to see you in person. Uh, this has been fun. And uh, yeah, I'd love to come back on. Obviously, you, you mentioned, you know, with with uh, Yellen Jeff, I'm still trying to figure out how to, uh, you know, relaunch that. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out some things, maybe move it away from just being exclusively about movie reviews, but I still haven't quite figured that out. Figuring out, like, you know, what the, the, the visualization is going to be about that. Like, you know, you and I had talked about, you know, uh, coming up with, like, you know, your interpretation of my Yellen Jeff image. You know, that's kind of part of that whole, um, you know, uh, um, 
uh, planning for me at this point in time. So yeah, as soon as I, you know, I'm ready to kind of relaunch that, I'd, I'd love to, to come back on and, you know, talk some more, you know, with you about that and just uh, general stuff. So it'd be great. So yeah. thank you for having me here. Yeah, no prep time. Just jump in, man. Start. Yeah, no, you know, you know what I'm saying? We just, we just, we just mentioned it, you know? So there it is. I'm doing it again. So <laughs> start doing some yelling Jeff IG live, man. Uh, let the people know. Right? No, but uh, it's all good, man. I appreciate you, uh, B, and, and thank you again for having me. And, and thanks, everyone, for, for, for joining in. Uh, great questions. Awesome, awesome. All right, man. Take care. All right. Well, enjoy BenjaCon. I, I look forward to seeing uh, the rest of the attendees and the interviews. So uh, keep it going. Hey, Jehudi. Yep. We'll, we'll definitely get you back in here hey, talking hey, some hey, noise, hey, Raph. That's right. Talking all some right. straight-ish. All right, bro. Thank you, all right, Jeff. Take care, right? <laughs> Peace. Peace. All right. Cool. So uh, that was Jeff, and he's still looking for the little button there to turn us off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all. It's always weird with uh, with Instagram Live now because you have to kind of stop and find the "Do you really want to exit?" button. Um, but yes, that's my uh, great friend Jeff. I've that is one of the first individuals I ever met in my. A professional game development journey. Uh, we started at, I started at um, at 3DO in the Bay Area, and he had already had several years in the game. So I uh, learned a lot from him. I uh, definitely got some great words in there. If you want to re-listen to this later, it's going to be on my IGTV tab. And at some point, I'll put these up on YouTube so they'll be more accessible and more open to a lot of people. Um, yeah, exactly, Fern. Um, that button is totally elusive. And, you know, you say goodbye, and then there's that all, that awkward, well, I'm still packing my car up. I can't leave just yet. So we'll figure it out. We'll make something awesome happen. Um, <laughs> stupid old man hands. Yes. And that's Hefe Who and everybody. Uh, make sure you follow him. Follow along with Yellen Jeff. I'm going to be back tomorrow with my man Theo, Show Versus Business. We're going to have a special Show Versus Business where we're not talking about our usual Wednesday discussions. We'll actually do more of an interview discussion about the overall concept of the show, how we got started, some insights in the movie industry, the um, the business side of things, how this whole yin-yang machine of creativity versus commerce keeps going. This is a thing that I didn't think I'd be doing, but I'm here now, so I'd like to know your comments. Let me know. Let's see, Fern's talking about pull all the clips of searching for the button. That'd be hilarious. That would be hilarious. We might have to do something like that. All right, and if I missed your comment here, I think I got pretty much most of them as I saw them going by. We'll definitely, we'll definitely get back at them. Um, make sure you leave comments in the actual post, and we'll talk later. Thanks, everybody. BenjaCon 2021. Hey, thanks for joining me on this podcast. You all make everything I do possible, and I really do appreciate it. So even if you've got me on social, please visit mrbenja.com and see what's happening and how deep the rabbit hole goes. All right, I'll see you next time. Peace.